like i think people and personalities are mathematical we just don't look at it like that they have patterns and we all are so predictable with our strengths and our abilities if we just acknowledge it and stop comparing us with other people we just would design lives in very very different manner speed and detailing together what would that create sujata so <laughs> god <laughs> from being founders of the business women entrepreneurs love for their sarees also crazy creativity our guest on the show and i had a lot in common and for some reason we realized it the very moment we met one another a few months back i was invited as a panel speaker in this entrepreneurship forum called ichai while i was talking to people and answering all the questions two girls decided to ask their question and the very moment they introduced themselves as the co-founder of suta bombay one of my favorite sari brands i was definitely hooked on today's episode we're going to talk a lot about their leadership running a business challenging yourself and also falling into the trap of overanalyzing yourself for things that you do not do as beautifully as you think you should for all of this and a lot more stay tuned on today's episode till the end hi there my name is aditi sarana i'm a behavior analyst a high performance coach and founder of india's only mental gym called apt the website is aptmentalgym.com our guest on the show today sujata and tania biswas are co-founders of this beautiful brand called suta bombay they are passionate about their work they work with weavers and have been creating huge impact with every single design that they create from supporting a pride movement embracing diversity in any form taking pride in newer forms of beauty and questioning the beauty standards that mostly established fashion brands impose they have been taking a stand not only creating a difference but also running a wonderful successful business and with every project every decision that they make you can hear their passion in their voice without wasting any time let me invite sujata and tania to get this conversation started hi girls welcome to our show i have been waiting to have this conversation for a long time from the time we met actually but before that when i was ogling at the sarees and the outfits that you girls make for almost one or two years now i, I discovered you girls in, during the lockdown Hi Aditi thank you i'm so excited and it's such a it's going to be very interesting i'm sure so looking forward to it yeah the first time we met uh, we i really wanted to converse with you one on one because it was so interesting to listen to what all you do and how you analyze people and how you help them become better uh, so yeah excited for this so tighten your seat belts we're going to just jump into that kind of a conversation i'm so curious about your story the first thing is uh, you know I, i should ask like entrepreneur real questions but two sisters working together i have a sister younger one five years younger to me and both of us are such strong people like we love one another but just working together is is a great thought a romantic thought but we know we'll just kill one another so do you do that have you reached that point and come back or something mm, not really we've had moments but uh, <laughs> no it's not been no it's not difficult i think it wouldn't have been possible if not for tanya to reach where we have it's it's impossible i can't imagine a better co-founder or a partner than tanya uh, in the business yeah honestly i think without fights partnerships won't work 
Yeah. And I was wondering if, if not for her, if I had someone else, then it would be uh, less of expressing myself mm-hmm. and not fighting it out. That will be, that will be worse, I feel. And hence, uh, I think without her, this partnership wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. I think I wouldn't have started Suta with anyone else in the world. <laughs> So when you when you look at that that decision, you know the very important decision of leaving your jobs behind and starting this. I remember you telling me that it wasn't like an an inspiration that you jumped on. You had a thought, you worked at it very carefully, realized that the business is working, and then segued into actually being a full time entrepreneur. But what all went through that journey? It was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a. I wouldn't say how it it all now if you look back I can easily put the story and you know make it look like it all happened well and it happened as planned or you know it, it went well but then when we were there it looked yeah. all haphazard it was it was like I couldn't make sense of it sometimes and uh, we had self-doubt and we were wondering whether it's the right thing what we did um, but I think the goal that was um, you know, even still now, the goal is still the same to work with as many viewers as possible. I think that one thread that was in our head, like so strong that it kept us glued to it, that kept us in, on track. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's that's the strongest thing that has, uh, that has kept together, that has pushed us to scale and grow. So what was that journey like? Why are you so passionate about working with viewers? It's not easy. Many people have tried and they have failed at it. They wanted to bring like this whole urban idea of fashion to the weaver community, but they could not translate. So what, according to you, do you do as a company, as a team that has clicked? Or is there any reason why you wake up and you still wish to do it over and over? I think uh, what what we wanted to do when we started Suta is that see impact uh, in people's lives and uh, directly see it. And hence, we realized that since this uh, you know sector is so unorganized, that this is scope that we can do without the middlemen who are creating mm-hmm. a lot of um, you know uh, barriers in the weavers' growth. Mm-hmm. So we thought that that's what we can solve. And uh, honestly we think that they are really happy people in their own lives their health their lifestyle is healthy they do yeah. amazing work mm-hmm. it's just that it's it'll be a favor to us if they directly work with us and if we can create the channel beautifully mm-hmm. so we work towards that um and every day we work towards that even more because we know we have not even reached half of it where we want to reach the kind of crafts and uh, te- techniques that they have in india and so, you already have around 16,000 viewers that you work with. Yes, and we would want it to go to like lakhs and lakhs and there's no end of it. So okay. that's what I'm saying when people ask us, don't you ever feel that there's a roadblock or, you know, like we've stopped. How can we stop? You know, there's so many people, A, and then B, there are so many crafts. We can mm-hmm. do so much. So I think that is one thing that um, that we always look forward to. Every day we get up and like, oh my God, we have to get that. And to get that, or get there we have to do other things to make sure we are there so it it naturally falls in place and I think having a higher sense of purpose or not having a finite goal it's not a finite goal that I don't have a number in mind that I want to be like weavers and I'll stop mm. so it's an infinite thing and uh, 
also maintaining the 16000 itself it's another task yeah, because we tell absolutely. them yeah because we'll tell them we'll give them 65 days of work and mm. if we have to make sure that happens all the processes everything else need to fall in place so mm. i think because it's like a finite thing there's a lot of things to be done so yeah there's no there's no pausing okay so so what was that moment where you realized that you have to address this issue or start this business do you have like a moment of realization there how do i say would not say that um it would not be fame it would be something like you know people should know me because i i did good Mm. um that's what was there since childhood me and then i wanted to create a space where people talk about our products you know we wanted to make obviously we didn't know it's called entrepreneurship <laughs> but <laughs> we we always said that we'll make bags let's sell bags and my mother's like why will you sell something you know you can work and earn money and then we we're like no no we want to sell things and we'll make pretty things we'll make uh, we'll have good people working and we'll not have people nagging or complaining and say that oh, i don't like working because i hated seeing that we both of us used to talk you can't we have a company where people say oh i don't hate working you know i like i like working so today i posted yeah. something on instagram that is about uh, let's let's stop this normalizing this idea of monday blues like it's enough high time that we stop entertaining that idea because if you have monday blues do something about it like either change the work that you're doing or change something about the way you're doing but do not just sit there and say it's okay to have monday blues is like a common thing and thank you yeah. for like just acting <laughs> so your mom must be thinking you're talking about like some game that you want to play and you just like created a business <laughs> she did she so we used to say we'll have a thela gadi and mom is like why not thela gadi you can have a store you know and like no how do we reach customer and that obviously we didn't know internet right so we said no how do we like if we stay in one store then that that area people will come how do we reach we should have a thela gadi which will just keep moving Oh. and we'll have a chat on it and so we used to talk like that and yeah anyway so <laughs> one major fact was that we knew that corporate job and what we are doing exactly there we are enjoying our work is good we are being appreciated um promotions are good salary is good but this is not what we want to do all our lives this is not where we see ourselves mm-hmm. and the people that we were become becoming especially for sujata i would say that uh, because she worked for a longer period than me mm. i think uh, we were becoming different people not uh, the real us is what we felt and there's no fine line between the two mm. but uh, since mba makes you join at a higher position and when the the senior people under you and you have to make get work done mm. um, sometimes you have this feeling that you have to create a different persona you can't be this childish person doing posing <laughs> like that or laughing too much or you know dressing the way you dress yeah and uh, and i up an act yeah and then the i i started modulating my voice when i was talking over the phone and uh, you know changing things about myself and uh, sujata for a fact that i i know that she became a very bossy person because she was she was a very higher high post and there were a lot of senior people from whom she had to Ooh. yeah get the reports from and uh, then one fine day she said that i'm not this person you know and mm. we need to do something else and uh, we kept talking about that since then mm. and hence she also started doing her phd mm. probably this is not yeah, i had quit i had quit uh, my corporate and and moved to becoming a research assistant i wanted to teach i wanted to change my career because i realized this is yeah, i was bringing i was bringing um, a different person home 
So yeah, I'm getting <laughs> the one, one of the big one what of the biggest saying? yeah one of the biggest push was this. One of like you know so many times people just spend their entire lives just waiting for that moment where they can quit or they can just move to something that they would enjoy. Like how how old were you that time, if I may ask, when you? I just... was um so five years was. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty seven. Okay, so by by the no, time no, twenty twenty eight, twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. So where people think now I'm going to get into the higher management, you're like, okay, I've been there, I've done that, I don't enjoy. Let me just get to the next chapter. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it was it was getting to me for sure. It was visible in the way I was. I we we talked every evening, every um, evening. So Tanya came. Yeah, Tanya came after her MBA. She came and joined uh, you know IBM, and she was in Bombay. she mm. lived with me my husband and tanya so three of us lived together mm. every evening was a discussion on what do we exactly want to do tanya we've been talking since childhood but <laughs> we were away eight years we were apart yeah so we said really really let's think about what we really want in future what do you want us to you know see ourselves doing so i'm going to look at your handwriting samples girls and i oh. want you to ask me a question about Each other that I might look into the handwriting and be able to answer. Like you know each other very well, right? So you like so. Jada, you ask about Tanya and Tanya other way round. So let's try this. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. I I I want to know. Um. Like I I believe Tanya is a very good part support, like a person who supports everybody. So just can you tell me from a handwriting is. Is it visible? Like, is is she like a, you know, more than a leader? I think Tanya will be a great person who supports, like, backs people. Is it true, or is it like what is what I think? I do not fully agree with that. I think her style of leading people is through creating a support system. She is one of those leaders who would never let you feel that she is leading you. she would yeah. give you enough space and give you enough room but if she does not believe in something genuinely then instead of putting a foot down she would create a contrary situation that you would consider i think she puts a foot down <laughs> i would say that if you think that like by by that i mean she would not dismiss other people hmm. i think i agree with aditi completely yeah, because you know i do put my foot down when i think that uh, it's high time you know and we so have to extremely strong and i somebody told me many years ago and i didn't understand it for the longest time until i think 2 3 years back when we started our social initiatives that person said it takes a lot to be to be able to wait on someone it takes that level of respect that level of servitude that level of understanding to be able to wait on someone you know like and mothers just do it in their natural instinctive ways and we never value them until we realize oh my god it's so tough to do it ourselves similarly her leadership style is like that she would create the space and wait for people to figure things out thereby people feel empowered if they go through the process is it easy no because sometimes people want to just seek answers and she won't give answers and people are like why don't you give answers and let's just get on with the program isn't it faster 
but she doesn't understand or agrees with that idea so she would sit there and allow the process to happen she believes a lot in the process and by the way as a person she is not very patient you know like her her thing about speed is really high when it comes to her own performance but with other people she has higher respect than impatience so she would just allow them to make their choices why is she impatient uh, i think she is the most patient person but maybe it's when it comes to her <laughs> what do you think but is it yeah. but if if i have to look at like impatience and in graphological terms we look at it with a lower case letter t with a horizontal line almost flying in the right side on the right side so for her it in 80% of the letters it moves to the right so i would not even think twice before saying is she impatient of course she is it's just that she would not like again i'm saying her respect for you would be so much higher than her desire to move things faster so she would give you space but thereby she internalizes it and her body is like oh, body is like want, wanting to move do things or brain is going really really fast and she would still not force and it. i think that is why sujata I, i when she was talking i was thinking that's why i commit to so many plans and mm-hmm. i say yes to too many things mm-hmm. more than i can even do sometimes mm-hmm. and uh, probably that's one part of it but what what is that to do with impatience i know you do that oh because was... in the moment if she gets excited instead of waiting it out planning completely impatiently she would jump on the next thing and next thing and next thing another thing i must mention that her ways of going about things are very futuristic so her plans are like Seven years, five years. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree completely because Sanya would never. Because even if I want to say that, अभी ये बोल के बंद कर देते हैं, let's hmm. move. And it's like no, no, no. In future, this might happen. So let me just you know think it through and not say yes. Don't say yes now. Let me wait and let me finish it myself. Yeah. So she'll yeah. never agree if I say that फटाफट कर. Yeah. Know? Like I am फटाफट. So she'll be like no, no. Let us do it in a proper way. because i don't want it to falter later yeah that's just so true yeah so the long term idea so she is like somebody who is constantly building a forest she is never happy with a garden but she is constantly building a forest right. so i i think i i relate What to that a it? lot so it's Ma- magic aditi oh my god <laughs> i know seriously i'm just i'm like i'm, I'm not able to talk much because i'm just thinking about how is she thinking and putting things in word because i wouldn't be able to say these things about myself also but i relate yeah. to this completely 100% that i kind of try to work this like the same way that you have said but okay so but sujata if i can ask now yes bring it on <laughs> so um sujata you know i think she she has a lot of intuition within her and hence and also she's very fast and she tries to be present everywhere for example mm-hmm. if i talk about whatsapp groups if we have say 300 400 common groups and she would be active everywhere and her reply would always be there and she would even catch mistakes in groups which we are not supposed to even see for example we take pictures of orders and if In hundred orders, if one has gone wrong, she would have just squatted that ye iron hoke nahi gaya hai, and mm. and people are scared that how could you see it because this is just one of a case and and it's not <laughs> even like she has seen all of them. 
<laughs> she micromanages in ways but it is it has worked really well but i so i just want to understand what is her style of working and how she gets this these things what goes inside her brain is what you are asking <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i before i answer that question i know that sujata like me is a dyslexic and high five on that one because that gives you some uncanny abilities like being able to articulate your behavior in ways that otherwise i wouldn't so you know that's the superpower like everybody has their own sujata's superpower here is pattern recognition and intuition of course but pattern recognition her desire to be everywhere comes from the fact that it's not everywhere that she is but you know some people are tuned in and it's a lot to do with attention like when you start paying attention to how people work how they function you also start seeing the anomaly there you start seeing the gaps in their behavior so she is tuned into it and it's not today by the way it has always been there she never implemented it or never spoke like for example as a kid what would you do if you have all these observations you see your teacher making mistakes what would you tell them you just like observe you make a note you look at your friend saying one thing and doing another you keep observing you keep collecting data and her ability to observe and i'm saying this because no matter how fast she is and how fast she writes because she really writes fast when she dots her eyes they're really close to the letter i that's interesting because if somebody's like chasing and moving fast how would they be detail oriented but imagine speed and detailing together what would that create sujata so <laughs> <laughs> oh god i would never think i would i'm detail oriented but yeah i think i am in both but yeah handwriting i never thought i put the dots near the i oh my god you see that but, but let's look at this okay so detail oriented in a way that you would you're not a perfectionist so you would not fight ma- making mistakes you won't like sit there and say oh my god it has to be done like that's not your thing you're detail oriented which means if you create a design and if you design it in a certain manner or if you approve it in a certain manner you want that thing to be there because there is a thought there's an emotion that you understand and being a dyslexic i can definitely vouch for one thing that there's a parallel world that you live in which most of the time people don't have any access to and that world is 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 chaotic but at the same time very calming so if if she doesn't apply her intuitive abilities if her work or probably her previous job didn't allow her to do that then it's it's a trap it feels suffocating the fact that she is now in a position to be able to do it and do it in her own flair is where she feels fearless and she can move much faster without having to get stuck into smaller traps yeah i think i got trapped for sure i i felt that completely yeah and also I... these chaotic intuitive abilities do not have space in a regulated very structured environment and that's why many entrepreneurs kind of count on their ability to jump and lean in this direction because they know that they have so much more than a structure or a process that they can follow and live by so but i love structures it's so it's like a oxymoron now and i <laughs> yeah i think structures that you create but not structures which people for have created for you ah, yeah. yeah so it's like oh i can design it it's not a structure for you because you design it and give it to other people 
and they follow the structure and you go and create another structure for them yeah 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 i agree correct yeah not so much problem solving it's not following it's not structure driven thinking it's problem solving yeah so i don't like structures on me i want structures everywhere else which is and awesome it makes sense because when you have everyone else functioning in that direction it gives you more room to jump fly and create things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to if everything is moving mm-hmm. you are also a selective listener mm-hmm. okay so in the lower case letter e if the e does not have any open loop that makes the person a selective listener what does it mean is you would pretend and show that you're listening to people and your mind would go all around the world and come back and it is a parallel world as i was mentioning is going on so you're here but you're not here i hope you're listening to me right now yeah i am <laughs> <laughs> you you fall in that selective category oh thank god <laughs> in a good way or a bad way whatever quality it is <laughs> yes, i'm about to say that i'm like who because you know i'm looking at her writing and there is uh, execution and there is no planning in her writing so thereby when she gets to it she just looks at it has an idea and gets to execution but that doesn't mean that she has thought through it lucky luckily with her intuition by her side she jumps and figures it out and or falls and figures it out so that's that has been her her trajectory but yes. i must tell you that you're extremely courageous because no matter whether you count on your intuition or your planning or execution whatever you count on at the end you know that you might fall and the ability to get up no matter what and still continue to walk in that direction requires tremendous amount of courage so i think that definitely I, i'm going to give that aspect of of sujata's behavior i feel has pushed both of you to make really difficult complicated unconventional decisions and when you have made the decision when it comes to tanya she like okay now the decision is made let's figure this out so she is like that firefighter she would not sit there and think oh, whether we should have made the decision or not she might disagree with you but now that the decision is made now the baby is hurt or probably hungry now you figure it out as a team and just solve the problem i think that's so wonderful i think that yeah, that is that. a beautiful combination to have on today's stroke of graphology segment i would like to talk about how you can actually use a simple stroke that i keep talking about to find deeper meaning in people's personality you know for example multiple times in these conversations in so many episodes i have spoken about the lower case letter m where the second hump is taller than the first one it talks about perfectionism or fear of rejection or the way people look at themselves and constantly feel say self conscious now this stroke is a very very common thing that you find in indian handwriting and mostly around the world 
including it was available in Michael Jackson's signature. Imagine he feared rejection for whatever reason he did. It was like the biggest thing that must have played on his mind. But let's take a moment and think about what do we do with this information that graphology gives us. You're like, okay, someone's letter M has the second hump, which is taller. What's the big deal? You know, what? how does it help? It helps if you interpret their behavior. If you're talking to someone and if you know that they fear rejection, rejecting them is not the best possible way of getting work done from them or building an active, beautiful relationship. If your spouse has it, then accepting him or her for seeking your extra attention will be easier for you. If your child has it, then appreciating your child very consciously for the work that they do and not for just being your child, for like giving specific feedback would really help. If a colleague has fear of rejection, then making sure that you share the credit little extra with them so that they feel slightly more secured in the work environment. So every time you understand the traits that we speak about, you can start applying them in your decision making. Behaviors, fears, challenges, patterns that we identify in anyone's handwriting sample will allow us to actually understand where they come from. For example, somebody is an argumentative person because they have a little antenna going up in the lowercase letter P, P for parrot, P for Paris. Now, that particular trait talks about how this person struggles, and I'm using this word very carefully, struggles to give up their argument. You say, what? Are you saying this person, an argumentative person, an egoistic person, actually doesn't allow other people to speak? Yeah. I'm saying that, but why would someone do it? Because they're struggling in their mind to prove their point as if their life, their reputation, their entire career is dependent on it. If somebody is doing it, just know that it is not only about you or other people that they argue with, it's about them and how wounded and hurt they must be feeling from within. Using graphology or any other behavioral analysis tool to build more empathy and create more acceptance is what we are looking at. Just talking about it makes me blush. I don't know what kind of romantic relationship I have with these handwriting strokes, but I believe it is my dyslexic superpower at the end. Probably there's something to it. I, I thought of so many examples, you know, while you were saying this. <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> like, like, for example, just recently we, uh, you know, uh, a month or two back, we had uh, gotten on into an app mm -hmm. for... Uh, for a website in fact mm -hmm. and it was a very expensive app and uh, though Sujata was uh, you know the person for for which we said yes mm -hmm. because I agreed to it uh, mm -hmm. definitely but what happened was that we didn't do too much research behind it because we we knew we wanted it but Sujata is the quick person you know that Abhine to Kabine, let's do it now this is mm -hmm. the right time and, and I think that she values time a lot and she thinks that we should not miss out on anything. Uh, and since we have the time right now in our hand, we should just do it. Um, so we took the call, but later after, after some point of analysis and you know, doing that, we, we realized that it may not have been the best decision at this point in time because we didn't have the resources to work on the app. You mm -hmm. know, so, uh, but it's not that we always take bad calls. We have made it work, mm -hmm. but this time we could not make it work, unfortunately, but we will get on to it. Yeah, but um, yeah. what was your reaction? When that, that... We tried really hard. So mm -hmm. once the decision was made and we know that, you know, it's all signed and done and we have gotten on it, uh, since we have, you know, said yes to, to it and we have gotten on board it, we have paid 
we tried really hard all of us yeah. it's not that oh maine to bola tha nahi hona hai not that we all get on it on the ship and we just sail i As, i feel yeah. our producer rashi ganeriwal is like my partner in crime like that she would just like i am i'm one person who would make everything uncomfortable i would jump when there is no need i would jump when things are just getting settled i would be like oh one more thing and one more thing and i don't know what tenacity this girl has because i have seen other people just completely feeling exhausted but she just supports the whole fact and and when you have when you know you have somebody who is holding the rope on the other side you jump even more so yeah yeah so jata knows this but she might have never articulated like that is never about time she is not like i don't see impatience in her writing so for her it is never about time it's about only doing that thing in the right right moment so if she feels inspired she doesn't want to lose her inspiration yeah. that's why she is so yeah. on on point she's like i know <laughs> i know if tomorrow i don't feel the same way about this idea i won't be able to execute it and she knows how many ideas she has lost in this process so she cannot absolutely wow. afford to lose that inspiration yeah it's not time true i i i, wow, I this is agree. a beautiful angle to it because uh honestly lot of people who know sujata well they would say she is impatient mm-hmm. and uh, even now for me to think from the other angle it's taking time because i would ideally think she is a very impatient person mm-hmm. because uh, of the speed and it's very interesting probably. we speak yeah. a lot about like you know how a fast car racing drivers they're really fast but they are in control and they can't be in control or they can't exercise the ability to be under control in pressurizing situation if the car is moving slow they can only do that when the car is moving fast enough for them to exercise the excellence that they have so for sujata she has to build that much pressure for her to be able to go beyond her comfort zone to be able to discover the artist the executor the the follower of that inspiration in the moment and i'm getting goosebumps as i'm saying this because <laughs> we created the podcast for this reason i felt i was you know every day you meet people you coach them but not everybody is uh, challenging you or everybody is you know it comes to the coaching session formally uh, with a with a story to tell and i'm fascinated by people and stories and i i feel when they throw me into those uncomfortable zones when i coach them that's the space so uh, so sujatha do you put this to our dyslexic superpowers or inabilities whatever people are <laughs> i do i uh, yeah for sure for sure and you get it so well so i just it's like oh my god like you said this and i can't tell anybody like even if i tell nobody will understand that what i'm trying to um, say uh, like tania would not like i i would also call myself impatient but i know in my mind that i'm very patient like when when a calamity strikes like something happens the worst thing happens i'm the most calm person most like nobody can move me from there like even i'm telling you for my wedding my my own relatives didn't reach i was the one who was welcoming barati alone with dulhan wed full sach ki i was welcoming and most calm my photographer is like i would have freaked out any bride would have run away like you are welcoming them dancing smiling for camera and all of that i'm like this is my thing you know like when something wrong happens i am i have woken up like oh this is it this is my this is my time moment to shine <laughs> yeah and because 
because now she has spaces where she can intensify the journey enough so that she doesn't have to wait for a problem to feel that control that sense of control so please both of you just know these abilities about yourself and understand it also for our listeners is so important that sometimes we make ourselves wrong only because of the label that we put on ourselves because of other people's idea of what it is and you know we don't know like you we would have easily considered uh, tanya to be more patient because in comparison to sujata yeah. she feels more patient or she feels somebody who is holding all the ducks in a row but she has her own ways of looking at her impatience and how she approaches life and how you so that idea i think all of us need to sit down and simplify it for ourselves because other people even if they know us forever might not be able to see some parts because that's how human mind is we just don't know what we don't know yeah. Yeah, even i i would put it like that right when you put it and now it makes sense and um yeah and if i know this about tanya or tanya knows this about me maybe we work better maybe next time we think in a situation we know who can handle it better or what should we do and who should take control and we know a lot of things yeah i think that that's the best part of it i can't tell you like like behaviors like i think people and personalities are mathematical we just don't look at it like that they have patterns and we all are so predictable with our strengths and our abilities if we just acknowledge it and stop comparing us with other people we just would design lives in very very different manner on today's coach the coach segment i want to talk about the toughest the most difficult trait that a coach or a leader or a parent must inculcate is your ability to give feedback how much feedback is good how much is bad should i give feedback or should i ignore the point completely if i ignore it then the person does not improve but if i keep giving feedback the person doesn't grow and stays stagnated to what i teach them to do so many points to consider here isn't it but giving feedback is a lot to do with how well you can observe the other person it's like namak swada anusar which is like salt as per taste because every time you add salt ideally you should be following a proportion or exact recipe and the measurement but it doesn't work like that you try you put it and then you see whether it's working or not like especially the seasoned cooks and chefs they would just add some salt and taste it to know what they need to change here i feel giving feedback to somebody is like that you add a bit of feedback and see how they respond to it and then if you think they are more open and willing to listen you add a bit more and if you see they are willing to listen even further add a bit more slowly steadily you build that trust that even if you are giving feedback to the person they are not being diminished or dismissed through it point number 2 when it comes to feedback that most feedback should be given in a very gentle open acceptable format so that the other person must look at it for what it is but to be very honest as a coach i have had many moments where i held a very stark mirror put my foot down and in a way demanded that people look at themselves for whatever crazy excuses that they were putting themselves through in the moment it was extremely uncomfortable I could do that only when I had worked enough to build that trust with the person when they knew that if I am saying something uncomfortable I am genuinely concerned about their well-being 
but it takes courage for you to hold a mirror when the other person is unwilling to look at their flaws or their challenges or their limitations when they are stuck in the justification but i feel as a good leader a friend or even a teacher it's important that you hold that mirror in front of your students your coachy and your other friends every now and then so that they know that if they want to ask for an opinion if they want to trust somebody's perspective on things then they can call you and your opinions won't be sugar coated you would say things that will genuinely help them it they might not like it but they know that it would genuinely help third point every feedback need not be calm and composed sometimes you have to put your foot down act that you're upset question the person who is accountable because that's what they require if they don't think that there is a repercussion to not follow what they are saying they don't tend to follow at all so you got to keep these things in mind and constantly try ways in which you can give feedback to people around especially if you are training someone it's such an essential crucial and important area of every relationship that you need to master the skill on the absolutely right podcast you get to see so many uncomfortable ways in which i am cornered thrown into the deep end of the pool and also challenged by our guests to give them feedback so that ability something that i have learned from some greatest teachers on this planet who spoke about minds and emotions and coaching in the most sophisticated and beautiful ways now having learned things from them i know that when i use or apply those principles most of the times they work not because the people who invented it were like really gifted or i am doing something great because the technique is correct the technique is designed in a manner that you are straight you are open at the same time you are not crossing the line and making them uncomfortable beyond point on that note girls over to you what questions you have for me so many oh my god <laughs> so um i and for to be a good leader you should be able to um, you know no, not communicate but put your thoughts or articulate it in a way that people get it in mm. couple of lines and execute things so for me i feel sometimes maybe because of whatever you said told about me from graphology or however i am um i i i sometimes wander off you know or or i i forget what i started or maybe i i somehow i'm not able to articulate what i'm feeling so if you could just tell me how should i i don't want to hide that uh thing about me that i i am i have wandered off because i have thought of something else maybe i'm thinking of two three things but what is the best way to behave that that moment you know i'm standing talking to everyone and i've wandered off so what do i do you can manage 300 whatsapp groups then wandering is your is your natural ability isn't it yes so if you start something that you get rewarded for or something that you're really good at because there was a moment you were thinking about your next photo shoot you wandered off went to that particular whatsapp group and said hey what happened to this order why there is a mistake so wandering is how you think so the idea or the definition that the leader should be articulate and must have that one sentence clarity is what people do and that's what people have glorified as an idea of leadership 
leaders are people who are willing to push you beyond your comfort zone and are willing to walk with you to create the reality that does not exist mm-hmm. so you do it in your style it does not matter if you take three attempts to say the same thing you do and this is who you are but when you say what you say and if that adds value to the team and the business that's all that matters so what about external team members let's say i have gone to play a place where i'm talking about my business and explaining about it then i wandered off i get this get into this zone where i feel i am um, not good enough you know i have i have solved that problem by starting the conversation by saying and in my profession i can do that you find another hack of doing it but i begin saying that if i'm addressing a larger crowd or say i'm dyslexic and sometimes you know it becomes it triggers in so if you don't understand something please let me know and i would be more than happy to repeat myself you know but i won't know the very moment i say it instead of like sitting there and judging me from a high horse people just become so inclusive and they're like oh can you just repeat this or or if i make a mistake or write something wrong on the board with like a wrong spelling they don't mind it just so beautiful i think we underrate the ability that people have to understand and accept so when mm-hmm. you walk into a situation where you feel you say oh a simple sentence like Oh, I think my mind started thinking about five creative ideas in the moment. Let me just come back. You know, problems of a creative entrepreneur. <laughs> If you say something like this, it's not a cover up. It's more of like a self acceptance. As long as you convey and as long as you say what matters to you. So fumbling and and I understand the struggle because I wanted to write all along, almost like twenty. Seven thirty years of my life, I'm like one day I will write a, one day I will write a book, one day I will start writing, and I just could not until I met a writing coach, and I I decided one day I woke up and I'm like enough is enough, I want to write a book, and I don't know how to write at all, so I will one day. So I started training myself, so reading differently, hired a coach, all of that process began, and in on that journey I discovered that oh my god, it is not that complicated as I make it. Uh, she just taught me some techniques. I kept practicing. Now I write. Two hours every single day, captions wow. and posts and and emailers and wow. you know for the community. But every single day and last two and a half years, every single day I've written something or the other. Wow! Now yeah. that that whole practice and the p- profession, right? I talk a lot and the fumbling happens. It is just matter of practice. So if you if you know that is your uh, mini heart attack moment, my hack to it is I would do fifty thousand times until the heart attack disappears. Yeah. Because there's a gap, yeah. there's a learning gap, and every yeah, every learning gap has a code to crack. So you just take it up and break it down, and and solve the problem in your style. Because you have you're a master problem solver, both of you are. So you just pick it up and you just start solving it in your own style. Right. But the fumbling is is only about the expectation that you need to be a certain way. That I definitely question, and I would definitely ask you to relook at that expectation because. There is no one way of leading, and with yeah. that speech, by the way, you have been leading sixteen thousand people. So not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll ask a question. Next yes. question. Then. Ah, uh, so uh, Suta is for us is just not business, right? So, ah, uh, it's something else more than that. And hence, when anyone and anyone comes in and says that, okay, we will. you can sell suta for so much money and you know all of that it just gives us a heart attack literally uh, we are very protective about suta and 
sometimes what happens is even if we don't want the emotions to cloud our judgment about anything it does um in terms of taking uh, making wrong calls about people sometimes that we hold on to them longer than we should have and we have let others affect get affected because of that you know i think how how do leaders not have that emotional cloud on their heads when they are making any taking any calls and decisions i'm going to uh, speak answer this question referring to yoga sutra like patanjali is a, one of the most practical writers you can ever come across and because his subject the whole sutras are so complicated so we do not know how to interpret it most of the time but he is so practical so he would look at emotions in a wave that he says these are like waves the waves come up waves come down waves come there. so if you just start riding the waves you're just going to go crazy because some days you're going to be objective about the same decision and then other days you're going to wake up and say oh my god my business my person my team member and how can i let this happen so if emotions are completely shut then we become heartless the beauty of your okay. brand is the the heart that you have in every single thing and that's why it is so palpable when people experience that it's not the products is a is a thought behind it but that thought is much bigger than both of you you might have been the the first teachers like you know how a child is born and the first teacher is the mother but at one point mother understands that the child now has to go to the school and probably now has to leave the city and go to another city and study because that is required for the growth now as long as you can do everything that the business requires and if you are doing your best great but there would or there may or might come a point where you will realize that oh probably the business now requires different kind of abilities of leaders and that is a time you either include those leaders or invite them or you know let the business go to them but that is a point if you really believe in the larger cause then you're still serving the cause by having different people running the business but if you think about it from my ideas and it's very difficult because you know how many of your ideas are already correct so in coaching we have a principle uh, by marshall goldsmith he says what got you here won't get you there yeah so what got you here is like that that compassion and that ability to hold on and and fight like family but after some point the family changes into a larger family and then your time and your love and your attention is divided and you might have to learn different rules to play the game the same rules that showed amazing results might not be applicable it's scary but yeah, yeah. but everything is in that terms you know like like leaving job was scary and now you look back and you know it feels smooth now but that time it was such a difficult thing to do and similarly today the learning curve that you have after a few years when you will turn back and what how do you know that you might create space to give birth to another idea with all that compassion and love you might generate something that the world has not seen so it's in you right you guys decide you you girls build this and create it so if you feel your role is reaching that point inviting other people might help if you still feel the role is not done and you have more to contribute and you know other people can't understand it 
then make a decision like this. But emotions, because they are waves, they validate us, our ideas. We want to feel good about what we do. And people may argue saying, that, oh, aren't we living life to feel good? In a way, but if you just start, you know, both of you did not feel good for so many months when you began this journey, you're figuring things out and you're trying to get all, all the moving pieces together, creating those systems, it's not easy. And you are doing, you know, you never spoke about it being difficult. You said, oh, it was interesting and it was challenging, but you didn't say it was difficult. You love it. But do uh, these leadership styles change over time or, absolutely. you know, it, and, and it, does it change? Uh, can we change it knowingly and modify, modulate it? And how does this, this journey happen? I see whether they change. They, yes, they do on their own. Yes, they do. But the problem is if you don't know what is changing, then as you said, in the corporate career, you suddenly started feeling you're not that person is what happens. So when you like as a, as a high performance coach, I would say when you start curating certain behaviors, you know, I am trying something new and I'm going to observe myself. I'm going to put myself into those challenging situations on my own. As I said, Sujata should go and speak more because she knows this is a gap. But when you, while walking that journey, if we have a parameter to check it, and have points where she got triggered exactly and what exactly bothered her that she could replace with something else. This is where you cultivate any behavior. So whether it is leadership or otherwise, you just require to, because again, going back to my point, personalities and behaviors are mathematical. So the very moment you start using the correct formula, the results change and predictably so. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I can just keep listening. I feel like saying other people keep talking and listening. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. So I also wanted to ask you in the similar lines. I'm uh, still stuck the same questions. So there are leaders who sometimes, leaders may, entrepreneurs who can dissociate themselves from the company, you know, like, or even if let's say I don't like my product, um, I can still sell it. Hmm. So we haven't been able to do that. We are not those people, <laughs> right? So I we have to so. love it. Yeah, but I'm not sure whether, um, you know, that, how, how do you realize that this recipe is not working or how do you walk away from things like that? Let's say I would want to have products which I don't like maybe because people ask, are asking for it. How do you just yeah, and walk and also away? How do you... Just adding on to it that I know that if I make that, I can make more money and I can employ more people. Because uh, somebody, there's a bigger audience who wants it and I can make it. I'm just not doing it because we don't like it. So. Okay, so probably you don't like it is about both of you, right? Is yeah, it about like the team? Is it about uh, the customers? Or is it about two of you? No, it's, it's the, mostly the both of us. So if that is the case, then as I mentioned, you are prioritizing you yeah. over the larger idea so i'm not saying make things that you don't believe in but if the the reason not to make something is only your preference then uh, you know as a mother and both of you are mothers so you relate to this that as a mother you might want your child to do abc and he or she might not have that preference or liking at all then you sit there and you keep fighting fighting arguing and then give up or you force the child or you find a midway where you say wait I think this must be done, but the child wants to do that. Can I find a midway there? And test it. Try it. It might work. I remember re reading Deepak Chopra, Dr. Deepak Chopra's uh, book, 
where he wanted to become an author and his father wanted him to become a medical doctor because he was that and he said wait a minute and calcutta back in the day he bought books written fictions written by medical doctors and gifted him five books and he said what is this i can be both and he didn't have the possibility so he became both but he said if it were for my father to tell me do this or don't do this for his preferences i wouldn't mm-hmm. probably i would have done nothing yeah you know i have this feeling yeah. i feel running a business is such a journey in self awareness is unbelievable yeah. like the numbers the people just like they would disrupt that one part that you haven't sorted out in your heart and they like look at this and answer this it happens to me all the time i'm like this one thing i get triggered on and they say now tell me what is what should i do and i'm like oh my god don't bring this one area but somehow it has just helped me grow running the business <laughs> it makes you grow true it just makes you look at yourself in so many different so basically the business actually humbles you like puts you down beats you up <laughs> <laughs> and by the time you actually realize oh my god i can do the other thing also you know because there's nothing else all the doors are closed they've just like business transforms you to something else and i i, I agree agree to whatever you said in, yeah in my profession sometimes it you you tend to feel because people are so generous to say nice things about you you start feeling you're doing something and there's a term that i use all the time and learned it hard way because i thought i am saying it and then you know obviously business broke me down and had put me into that whole grinder i realize idam namam which is this is not mine so a, a praise that comes your way idam namam if uh, criticism comes your way idam namam because then you are doing what the business or the work or the role demands and that's what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do so if you're supposed to represent yourself a certain way and you all understand that with branding we don't understand mm-hmm. that with our personal journeys as leaders so you're like wait this happened and this is great it turned out great but it's not me who created it that particular inspiration came in the moment those words just showed up i just felt like writing that that whole whole inspiration and i landed up saying it so is it truly me technically not is some author some thought that that you you know you are privileged enough to be part of that journey or that that circle and so you land up saying it but is it only you it's never you so idam namam is constantly reminding that the success and the failure is not yours i think attachment also is something like that right you don't get attached and it helps you take a lot of calls which are which will not probably affect you as much um then you're more rational maybe when you're taking a decision so but going back to how do we break the attachment the the things that we spoke about the attachment is about emotions and identification yeah. so the very moment i identify this is me mine my preference attachment begins but when you realize this is suta and suta has its own brain and it would tell us what it requires you know it's literally like having a companion that you speak with and it tells you right like the numbers tell you people tell you problems tell you it is always a communication channel that is open if you are listening listening yeah yeah it does i agree very interesting Wow, <laughs> I think, I think it will come slowly with practice. It just won't happen that we have spoken about it today and tomorrow we are implementing it fully. But every time when we are taking the call, if we ask ourselves, is it our decision or Sutha's? Probably will yeah. get to understand it better from a different perspective. I have my favorite tool here. I ask myself, what do I require to do here? 
mm-hmm. not what i desire not what i like not what i prefer what do i require to do here so every time i ask this question dancers don't come to me immediately obviously they take their own time but constantly asking that question has made me aware that my role demands this my you know as a coach as a leader as a friend different areas that you want to play out but uh, what do you require to do here try mm-hmm. tell me even for our listeners try this and tell us how you find this tool or this whole conversation meaningful i think we have so many takeaways in this one conversation and thank you girls for being so vulnerable and open is always a treat to speak with you i get to learn something always always interesting so before i i conclude the conversation i have one question if we can learn three things that only you two can teach us what would they be Hmm. <laughs> I think I would I would say um doing good is contagious. So when you do good good comes back to you. Um and I know it's Tanya's favorite line but I said it. Um <laughs> because we both believe in it completely. Whenever there is an op- opportunity to do good or there is a way you can do good, do it. Grab the opportunity because this good will come back to you when you will need it the most. Hmm. Um it 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 helps. sometimes what happens is we are constantly surrounded by a chatter and opinions of others and we easily lose sight of who we truly are who we want to be you know and i think that taking that small amount of time and introspecting and practicing that mindfulness uh, that is really important and hearing that inner voice yep is yeah. very i think important. that calm when you get to go to and listen to yourself yeah and and we try to mindfully do it and it helps actually helps a lot especially when you're running a business or you're a mother um it helps um i would i would i would add one more probably tanya <clears throat> yeah the third one yes i think i think we we both whatever we're saying we together practice it because we work and live together yeah and uh, yeah <clears throat> and we are similar also so i think we staying foolish um i know there is a term say stay hungry mm-hmm. stay foolish but staying foolish being able to stay foolish in front of others and not try to be the entrepreneur the boss know it all it's it's also very very important when you just um can ask questions without the fear that people will judge me is when you actually grow one step smarter and wiser um you should never lose the opportunity to ask question and or be stupid um i think staying stupid is the best and also you would not believe suta we started on fool's day first of april it was such a <laughs> such an important because me and tanya said that tanya you and i don't know a lot of things but let's please accept it always and let's not behave like if you know it so yeah <laughs> so cool that's like so nice it's amazing and and, and in coaching we say there is no wrong question there's only like there's no stupid question there are only stupid people who don't ask questions so that i i second that thing thank you so much girls this was so wonderful and you know i just don't feel like we should end the conversation i think we can just continue <laughs> next time we meet we should plan like 3 4 hours to just oh, like yes. we must lead into other yeah oh, so many questions you know exactly my i am still in like that that zone you know the limbo when i'm like what are they told it's like you know oh my god oh it means that oh it means that can i ask this there's so many things so probably we'll meet up and like finish yeah. on all lot of like discussion i'll i'll come with a diary of handwriting to show you please <laughs> to please. understand myself better <laughs>
yeah one hour is too less yeah it's so unfair <laughs> just unfair <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation and we will have our listeners send you questions if they have any please tell us where can they find you and how can they keep in touch with both of you um we are very very active on instagram our personal instagram handles sujata biswas and tanya biswas so you can find us you can search and find us we would love to answer uh, any questions that you have for us uh but i'm sure you have more questions for aditi so <laughs> i was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> and your suta handle and the website so suta handle is suta bombay it's the instagram handle uh, even facebook it's suta bombay uh we are also active on linkedin so please find us there our website is called www.suta.in so you can find us there see our products let see us know if you have if you have oh yeah see us there we are there <laughs> on our page <laughs> thank you so much for joining us one more time on india's only graphology based leadership podcast called absolutely right having said that we are planning to change absolutely right into a newer idea coming up with some different features and the, the podcast would sound different with new segments and new style of presenting our guest but it will be definitely dedicated to decoding high performers because we all love to do that if you're wondering how you can embrace a high performance mindset for yourself and make your professional personal even hobby related activities more efficient then do check out aptmentalgym.com if you want to be a part of our global community then do check out the next batch might be starting really soon and if you want to see some bollywood related fun mental fitness content then do follow me on my instagram handle at aditi surana i look forward to seeing you next wednesday till then happy writing mm-hmm.